Where can you find some of Oklahoma's most exceptional young people gathered in one place? I'm Garland McWaters, and this is the Spirit of Leading podcast. I'm talking about the NextGen Under 30 Oklahoma Recognition Project. NextGen Under 30 Oklahoma has been going on since 2011 under the leadership of Don Swift, publisher of Ion Oklahoma Magazine. It began in Oklahoma City and in 2016 expanded to a statewide effort. The goal is to find and recognize young people in their 20s who are having an impact in their community through their engagement and leadership. People send in their nominations between January and August of each year. Nominees are contacted and asked to apply for the recognition. A panel of judges then reviews the applications and names the honorees in 16 categories of businesses and organizations. The annual class is announced in September and they convene for the first time at the state capitol the first Monday in October. An official gala award ceremony is then held in November. This year, I had the pleasure of addressing the gathering and shared the podium with Brenda Jones of Jones PR, Dr. Marion Payton, Executive Director of Leadership Oklahoma, Chancellor Glenn D. Johnson of the Oklahoma State Regents for Higher Education, and Oklahoma Governor Mary Fallon. I made the following remarks entitled, A House of Possibilities. Let me begin by extending my congratulations to the 2018 NextGen Under 30 class for being recognized for your service to your communities, to your businesses, and to your organizations. I also want to thank Garrett Johnson for organizing today's Day at the Capitol event. I know it's a difficult thing to do because I had the distinct uh, responsibility the last two years for doing so. So again, thank you, Garrett, for your great work on making this day happen for all these wonderful young people. Each year, the Day at the Capitol is the first opportunity for the Next Gen Under 30 honorees to assemble and to have time to meet each other. I hope you'll take advantage of that opportunity today. It's fitting that this ceremony should be held in the rotunda of the state capitol because this is where change happens. This is a house of possibilities. Also this morning when you arrived, as I had difficulty finding a place to park because I bumped into the Clydesdale team out in the driveway and I realize that today is a very special day in the state of Oklahoma because October the 1st is the day that the new liquor laws go into place and that the Clydesdales were here to help commemorate uh, that day, that, uh, that event, by delivering a case of beer to the Capitol. And I want you to know that a lot of people never thought that this day would ever happen. But because of the turnout of the vote of the young people, this is happening today and Oklahoma is making a change. This is indeed a house of possibilities. The Next Gen Under 30 is a unique recognition because it's a recognition of hope and optimism. It is an affirmation of potential and possibilities. Today you sit in a folding chair here in the rotunda as a young man or a young woman who is recommended for this honor because of the example you've already set and the potential that you represent. Someday, and maybe soon, you could be sitting in one of the chairs in the House or the Senate chamber, entrusted with setting the direction of this state. 
or in one of the executive chairs of the lieutenant governor or the governor, entrusted with managing the affairs of this state. I often ask participants in my Empowered to Lead classes, who gets elected to office? And they answer, well, the candidate with the most money. And that's certainly true, we need money. Or the most name recognition. That's certainly also important. Name recognition certainly goes a long way. We spend a lot of money buying it. Or they might say the most influential endorsements or the powerful friends. Those also are important. Of course, there are many correct answers to that question, but there's one question that is even more fundamental, or one answer that is even more fundamental to that question. The answer to the question, who gets elected, is only those who run. No one is appointed to those offices. Only those who are willing to put themselves out there as a candidate to be poked and prodded and evaluated by the public ever get elected. There is only one qualification according to the Constitution for the office. Do you know what it is? The only qualification for running for this office is to be 21 years of age. Of course, you have to be registered to vote, and they want you to live in the, re in the district that you represent. But that's it. There are no other qualifications other than your age. So why can't you run for office? Why aren't you? When the first session of the 57th legislature convenes on January the 8th, 2019, three under-30s already have secured their seats in the House of Representatives, and there are 15 under-30s on the ballot. Two of those are incumbents. And as Chancellor Johnson said, this will be one of the youngest legislatures, or at least one of the most inexperienced legislatures in the history of the state, except maybe for the very first one. With 75 of the 150 senators or representatives having two years or less of lawmaking experience. Two years or less. The youngest one still on the ballot, by the way, is 22-year-old Daniel Pay. He's running in Lawton's uh, in the, from Lawton in the uh, District 62. And the oldest is 78. Like I said, this is a house of possibilities, and everything is possible. George Bernard Shaw wrote, Imagination is the beginning of creation. You imagine what you desire, you will what you imagine, and at last you create what you will. Asking what if is magical. It's a gateway question that opens up the imagination to endless possibilities. Think of all the things we take for granted that begin with the question, what if? What if man could fly? What if we went to the moon? What if we could carry phones anywhere we go? And what if we were able to build an information superhighway using the World Wide Web or the Internet? What if we could watch television on our phones? What what-if questions can you ask about your own dreams and desires? Shaw also wrote, Many people see things as they are and ask why. I dream of things that could be and ask, why not? Why not is a call to action. There is no reason why not. The only question left answered is, how can we? The question assumes permission to move forward, so let's go for it. The English proverb proclaims, where there's a will, there's a way. Even if there are obstacles, even if there are naysayers, even if there are doubters and challenges, 
we move confidently forward because we believe we will find a way. I've learned over the years that leaders lead. Leaders lead. They don't sit around waiting for permission from those who are going nowhere. Neither do they wait for a perfectly fail-safe, no-risk guarantee before taking the first step. White off leaders are confident in their ability to marshal the talents and resources of those around them to create solutions as they move forward. I like solution finders who ask, how can I? This question puts the imagination into action. It is the natural progression of the first two questions. If I'm focused on how I can, I'm not concerned about why I cannot. I'm an unabashed Star Trek fan. Captain James T. Kirk is undaunted when a seemingly impossible challenge confronts him. He refuses to hear that the challenge cannot be overcome, and he warps himself into hyper-possibility mode to solve it. Even though a super-analytical sidekick Spock is reciting all the probabilities for failure. Sometimes Kirk's solution comes out of a failed effort, but the solution would not have presented itself had Kirk not tried and failed. Empowered leaders are continually seeking how they can succeed. They create their own luck. J.K. Rowling, the creator and author of Harry Potter, wrote, We do not need magic to transform our world. We carry all the power we need inside ourselves already. We have the power to imagine better. You are empowered. You possess a creative energy that comes from the original source of divine intelligence that manifests in each and every one of us. You don't just possess that creative energy. You are that creative energy in the flesh. Rodgers and Hammerstein got it right when they wrote the musical Oklahoma. They described a land that was grand, where the wind comes sweeping down the plains, a brand new state that will treat you great, where there's plenty of heart and plenty of hope. What kind of Oklahoma can you imagine? Over the past two years, I've asked participants at Next Gen Oklahoma Leaders Conferences to complete the phrase, What if in Oklahoma? We literally fill the wall with their suggestions and ideas, but these stand out. Some of these responses stand out. And I'm paraphrasing these, summarizing them, but these are the ones that seem to come up the most. What if in Oklahoma our teachers were the highest paid in the nation? What if our schools were reinvented to teach our children how to think, how to communicate, how to work collaboratively to solve problems? how to blend the sciences and arts using their imaginations to create communities of value. What if Oklahomans were the healthiest people in the world? What if Oklahoma's economy was diversified so that we were not overly dependent on any one sector? What if our lakes and waterways were pristine, our air pure, our soil free of toxins and pollutants? What if Oklahoma set the standard for equality, tolerance, and justice, both social justice, and criminal justice. And the list goes on from there. Here in this House of Possibilities, what if our legislators convened with an attitude of why not and set about their business to answer the question, how can we together 
In 2011, Don Swift asked, what if we had a recognition program for young leaders in their 20s who were already having an impact at work and in their communities? He got several of his friends and business contacts involved, and the Next Gen Under 30 project was born, focused mostly in the Oklahoma City area. Then in 2015, he asked, what if we branched out and looked statewide for examples of this young leadership energy? And here you are today, the third statewide class of Next Gen Under 30. In 2016, we asked, what if we could engage some of the honorees more directly in the development of the Next Gen Under 30 so that the honorees themselves could continue to be involved? And the Next Gen Oklahoma Leaders Ambassadors Group was formed. Ambassadors are involved in helping plan and put on events like this one. When we do a leadership conference around the state, ambassadors help organize and present those programs. It's also a way to continue your involvement in Next Gen once you're over 30. And ambassadors are taking an expanded role in planning the growth and expansion of the Next Gen Oklahoma leaders and the Next Gen Under 30 movements. And now we're asking, what if we use the Next Gen Under 30 and the Next Gen Oklahoma leaders as a connecting point for the many, many efforts at developing new leaders and getting young leaders involved around the state. Could we foster a more creative energy through the synergy and networking among our young leaders across the state as we connect them with this expanding opportunities to be engaged in making a difference? Why not? And how can we? Look around in this house of possibilities and ask yourself, how can I unleash my creative energy to live empowered at home at work and in my community? How can I encourage the spirit? How can I enliven the heart? How can I enlighten the mind? How can I enlarge the expectations of living in myself and in others? Oklahomans possess an abundance of heart and hope. I can imagine that you here today will in your lifetime do exceedingly more abundantly than I or anyone I know can think or imagine. So, to you, the 2018 class of Next Gen Under 30 Oklahoma, I ask, here in this house of possibilities, why wait to inherit a state somewhere down the road when you can begin today to create the state you can imagine? It will be as you will it to be. Congratulations. Well, that's it for this installment of The Spirit of Leading. Thanks for listening. I encourage you to recognize and appreciate anyone who demonstrates the spirit of leading at work and in the community. Be watching for the next installment of The Spirit of Leading. You can sign up for the podcast and you'll receive a notification when the next installment is published. You also will receive links to my weekly empowering thoughts. Until next time, I urge you to live empowered each and every day to encourage the spirit, to enliven the heart, to enlighten the mind, and to enlarge the expectations of living in yourself and in others. I'm Garland McWaters. Music